The intense bullying of a young boy by schoolmates over his love of My Little Pony motivated expat Kiwi Rob MacDonald to write his award-winning book, The Nancys. Now there's a follow-up, Nancy Business, with the same core characters, teenage sleuth Tippy and her partners in detection, her gay uncle Pike and his partner Devon. They're all fans of the Nancy Drew Detective book series, as is Rob. The story's set in a fictional South Otago town called Riverstone, countryside well known to the Belclutha-born, now Melbourne-based author. It starts with a bombing on the main street, but the amateur detectives believe the police have charged the wrong person with it. Sam Smale reads from Nancy Business. Tippy? It was Mum yelling my name. Through the dust cloud, I spotted her across the road from the medical centre. She was crouching beside a body lying on the footpath near the pub. Fires across the road blasted heat against my bare skin. Close up, Mum's hair was coated in dust, and then I saw the blood. My eyes bugged out. Her uniform, face and surgical mask were splattered and smeared dark red. She pulled down her mask. It's okay. It's not mine, she said. Her hair stuck to her face with sweat and grime. You sure? I needed her to say it again. The dusty, smoky air made my eyes water and my mouth tasted of ash. Mum nodded and gave me a quick, reassuring smile. The skin under her mask, extra white, compared to the soot covering the rest of her. She coughed and put her mask back on. Cover your mouth, she said to me, pulling at my nightie. We don't know what this dust is. Beside us, the pub's windows had been blown out and one of its main doors hung sideways off a hinge. Chunks of blackened concrete and bricks covered the street and nearby cars, their bonnets and roofs crushed. Behind Mum, I noticed a crater in the town hall car park the size of a swimming pool. Time seemed to slow down. Across the road, fires blazed inside what was left of Henderson lawyers. The heat was fierce on my face and arms. Most of the first floor of the building had gone. Flames and black smoke funneled up high into the night air. A flutter of burnt paper rose up and then floated back down around us like black snow. In a strange way, it might have been beautiful. The broiling darkness with flashing coloured lights and twinkling glass... But it wasn't. It was bloody and broken and scary. Rob, did you know uh, when you'd finished The Nazis, before you know you got all the recognition for it, that you'd want to do a second one? Did Tippy and Pike and Devon and all the others really get under your skin? They first came to me in 2006, and I realised then that there was a larger story at play. So if I was going to be writing it, it was going to be a trilogy, so those characters were in my head for 10 years before I started The Nancys. So they've been around a while now. Um, and yeah, there's a, a story, a larger story at play that I kind of need to get resolved for Tippy. So yeah, um, I was always hoping there would be a second book. Um, but obviously, you know, when I started writing The Nancys, I didn't even know if, if it would be published, let alone would be where we are now. So, yeah, very grateful. There was an incident, I think, that was the start of the Nancys. So 2006 was when I first thought uh, I wanted to write a murder mystery. But it was in 2013, I believe, when I read the news article about Michael Moronis, who's an 11-year-old boy over in America, it's just an awful story. His mother discovered Michael uh, and he had tried to hang himself because he'd been so severely bullied at school over his love of My Little Pony. And I just remember, you know, reading that and crying and just thinking, this is awful. I mean, I'm a gay man and it's just like, when is this going to stop? And that's when I realised, well, I had 
finances um, and they were certainly, you know, it was um, celebrating camp and there were these larger than life uh, camp characters who were also heroes in their own way. Um, and so I thought, well, if I can do my best to, to try and get them out in the world, maybe, you know, having that visibility and having that different sort of narrative and also that celebration, maybe that can help in some small way. So although Michael Morris wasn't the um, inspiration for the Nancys, it certainly was a motivator to, to write it. Did you get then the response to the Nancys that you hoped for? So did you hear from people who were living on the margins, who took hope and faith from your characters? Yeah, I've, I, the, the response was uh, has been uh, beautiful and fantastic. And I have heard from queer people and uh, older older gay men and um, uh, gay men in, in regional New Zealand who just loved that it was out there. And it certainly is out there, <laughs> the story and the characters. But yeah, the response has been fantastic, and it has made it has allowed me to talk about visibility. And um, so I grew up in New Zealand in the seventies and and eighties. And for me, when I was growing up, there wasn't I didn't know any um, local gay people, gay men. And I'm sure they they were there, but I, I certainly didn't know them, um, and particularly as a child. And so the only sort of gay representation I would see was on the television, and it was uh, these very camp characters, which at the time I remember sort of cringing. But then it was later, as I you know dealt with my own internalized homophobia, that realised at least there was some visibility and the courage it took for these actors to be openly gay in such a period of hate and shame and, you know, in a culture and the Western sort of culture that was shifting slowly. But so I wanted to kind of, uh, with my characters, celebrate that and really put it out there and yeah, get people to fall in love with these characters for who they are and, and then being themselves. Well, that clearly informs um, Pike and Devon, Tippy's uncle Pike and Devon, his partner. But Tippy, you know, writing from the perspective of a teenage girl, that's pretty gutsy from a male perspective. Did you really have to think about that when you were writing at the Nancys? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And I would also say that Tippy... Tibby is also mixed race. So her mum is Pākehā, as is Uncle Pike, um, who's her mum's brother. And her father is, comes from mainland China. And that was informed around my work in international education and seeing these incredible people who come from overseas, uh, a lot of uh, weight of family responsibility, um, the courage it takes to, you know, enter a, a different culture, um, sometimes where English is, um, you know, not the first language. Those are qualities I wanted to see in Tippy. But what that's meant as a writer is I definitely have to do my research. I have to run things past my 
my friends and other writers who have that lived experience because it's really important to make sure that I'm being respectful and it is, you know, I am reflecting that experience. So that's something I take really seriously. In terms of writing from a teenage girl, I am a father of two girls, now young, young teenage women myself, and they were fantastic in terms of running lines. I did make a conscious decision that I wasn't going to steal their um, childhood experience and just put it straight on the page. But in terms of running dialogue, I would ask them, is this, is this a word you would say? And if they kind of looked at me blankly and then uh, said, what does that mean? I knew I was on the, not on the right track. So I don't know. I think it would have been a very different book or series of books had I not been a parent. Yes, they would have been quite different. Well, Tippi's relationship with her mum is what you would expect, teenage girl, strong-willed, um, hard-working mother. They've, they've experienced tragedy, the, the loss of uh, the father of the house. And yeah. uh, you throw into, into that kind of emotional mix. I mean, they're both still hurting from that. A bomb, for heaven's sake. Yes. So with, with the Nancys and both uh, and Nancy business, I wanted to, I guess, reflect a world that children are in now so with with the nancy's you know it is a it's a terrible murder i mean my children were born around the time of the isis beheadings on youtube that kind of world and then you know then we had the started bombings that were happening um as in terrorism bombings and just this idea that this childhood that we romanticize or or that we did have, um, particularly, you know, the childhood I had grown up, we didn't have to think of those sorts of things that kids these days, you know, just have grown up with. So I kind of, I wanted to reflect that. And with Tippy and her mum, you know, their relationship is developing. Uh, Tippy and her dad were very close and it was almost that, you know, Tippy's dad was good cop and Tippy's mum always had to be bad cop. And now what happens when the good cop's gone? And so it's Tippy starting to start to understand her mum, you know, in those sort of shades of grey. And, and as a child growing up, you start to see your parents as adults and going through that um, love-hate sort of thing that we do as we grapple with that. What's their relationship with the police? I mean, in these kinds of stories, when you have an alternative to the police, the police can see other uh, amateur detectives as a pain in the proverbial, <laughs> getting mm -hmm. in, the, in the way. So, And what can the Nazis do that the police can't? With the early Nancy Drews, you know, Nancy sort of didn't, uh, she either looked down on the police or she had a problem with the police or they were incompetent, that kind of thing. And what I've done with the Nancys is in both cases, the police have solved the case. So they, they're no longer looking, which then leaves it up to the Nancys either to investigate or not investigate. So a lot of the time, the police don't know what the Nancys are doing. So except for when they try and talk to their police contacts. So they're, as amateur detectives, they're getting a lot of information from the local journalist, Lorraine Ashton. And that's, I think that's part of the fun with the amateur detectives because they're like us. They're, how are you going to find information that the professionals 
<laughs> haven't found or haven't picked up. And the other thing I wanted to do both with the Nancys and Nancy business, so you have the police and the media and, and therefore the general public believing one thing, yet for the Nancys, they strongly believe something quite different. The Nancys don't have to solve the case. They could just, you know, do something else, go sightseeing. Um, but if they don't, they know that no one else is going to be because the police believe something else. All good thriller writers, of course, do their research. And I've, I've spoken before and asked before about their, um, their search engines on their, <laughs> on their computers looking oh. a little bit dodgy from the outside. But how did you do your research into, into bombs, both bomb making and the impact of bombs? Because we start with the explosion. Yes. And, and Tippy is a deep fear that her, her mother's been caught up in it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I was terrified of looking up bombs. I'm even scared even saying the word um, on Google because I was expecting a, a ring at the door. So I did library research. I was working for a university so I could talk to academics. Um, there was also uh, documentaries. This was all done, written before the terrible... Um, the explosion, I should say, in, in Beirut. So this was this was before that. So yeah, I had to tread carefully around that. And obviously you don't want to give, even if I got taught how to, which I didn't, but I, I certainly wouldn't want to give too much. You know, it's not a cookbook. But where I did a lot of research was, which is good to know that there is a lot of research out there about how to talk to children, what to happen during, you know, during a terrorist attack or afterwards and how to um, keep those conversations going. So I certainly did research around that. And also uh, the book deals with uh, mental health and and suicide so it, and grief, obviously. So it's um, uh, research around how, how to talk to a child around those different um, areas. So, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of research in that as well. Given that you're based in Australia, was it very natural for you to set the Nancy stories in, in Otago? South Otago is where I was born and raised, and then I went to boarding school in Dunedin. So um, Riverstone, where, which is the fictional town where the Nancys are, it is uh, loosely, and I say loosely, the people from Balclutha aren't in the book, even though some people read it and go, oh, that's so-and-so. Um, so Balclutha was 30 minutes drive from the farm where I grew up. And it's a place I've been back to every year, except for obviously last year um, because I couldn't get home with the borders and everything with COVID. So it's a place that I know like the back of my hand um, and that I've had those different emotional uh, relationships with as I've grown. As a teenager, I wanted to get away. This place is a dump, that kind of thing. To the point where now I I look, you know, I look at the place with a lot of love and, you know, I really see the beauty in it now. And I think when you're growing up in a place and you haven't travelled, you kind of take it for granted where it seems to have come full circle where, um, yeah, now I, I love being home and, 
and seeing just what an absolutely magical place it is. You studied journalism. Do you think that's helped you with your writing and I guess also perhaps the character of Lorraine? Yes. I, um, so I studied uh, print journalism and uh, it was Southern Polytechnic at the time in Invercargill. And, yeah, it certainly has. And I think it's a, it's a romantic view of newspaper journalism um, and I'm... I know that it's changed a great deal. But yeah, I love I love the character of Lorraine and that sort of old school journalist in a small town that, you know, knows everyone and knows knows everyone's business and all their sort of insider information. And so she's a great resource for the Nancys, but they have quite a fractious relationship, uh, <laughs> working relationship. She's not quite sure what to make of them. Um, but yeah, I, I think it definitely helped when it came to to writing uh, Lorraine and and that side of uh, the story. Rob McDonald is the author of Nancy Business. It's published by Allen and Unwin.